So there are three main ways that I believe you can build a strong brand. So the first way is something you've probably all heard before already is social media. Now, the benefit of being on social media is it's free. So I don't have to pay anything anytime I post, but I can also reach thousands of people. So let's say I make a post on LinkedIn. I can reach 4,000 people. I just made a post recently that reached 20,000 people. My two weeks, two or three weeks ago, I made a post. It, it got like, uh, I think it was 40,000 views, 40,000 people reached with a single post. Can you imagine that? And it's free. I didn't have to pay for anything. And so that is the power of social media. So if I were you, I would focus on one of two platforms. Okay, I would focus, zoom in on one platform first and dominate on that platform. A common mistake that people do uh, make is they try to be everywhere, but they do every plat platform very poorly. And so they get poor results. But if you zoom in on one platform and really squeeze and get the most out of it, then you can move on to the next platform and be on two different platforms. Okay, it doesn't mean you don't have to post once in a while, that's fine, but really focus and zoom in on one first. And so if you are a B2B business, meaning you work with other businesses, your prospects are other business owners, then I would be on LinkedIn. That is the best B2B platform right now. If you are a B2C, meaning you're a business to consumer, you're selling to consumers and not business owners, then I would focus on TikTok. The power of TikTok is tremendous. You can make one video and it could potentially go viral, be seen by millions of people. That's the power of TikTok right now. It's so new, it's so fresh. And guess what? It is now the number one most visited website in the world. It just beat Google. Google used to be number one. People are still searching on Google, but TikTok, who would think that a platform where people are dancing and making funny videos could beat Google. So TikTok is so powerful. If you are a B2C company, I would definitely download the app. Make sure you watch the, the videos. That way you get a sense of how people are posting and get to know it. You know, spend 10 hours and just make posts. And so that way you get used to it. So those are the two biggest platforms I would focus on for B2B and then B2C companies. Now, how? Here's the how-to. So when you post, you want to make sure that you're posting uh, one of two things, either it is value driven, right? It provides value. It provides information to the other people. So for me, for example, I post value. I post information on how to build your brand, or you can focus on documenting. Documenting is more for like entertainment. Okay? It's like just capturing your day-to-day -day and sharing that to your audience. Now, sometimes people think, well, what if my day is not interesting? Well, someone's going to find it interesting, okay? There are, what, 7 billion people, and you're telling me there's not one person that finds your life interesting? People love reality TV shows. They watch Kim Kardashian. They watch Bachelor, what is it? The Bachelor, The Black Bachelorette. They watch Jersey Shore. They watch all these reality TV shows because people are nosy. They want to see what other people are up to. That's why you spend hours scrolling your Facebook right? Because you want to see what other people are up to. What is Sally up to today? What is Kathy up to today? What is Denise up to today? Sometimes they even click on your profile and scroll through your timeline to see what uh, you've been up to. And so people are nosy. Um, so post 
either post value or post documenting where you just document your day. How often should you be posting? I would be aiming, if you're focusing on these organic platforms, right? Like LinkedIn and TikTok, organic platforms. I would be posting two to four times a day. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that again. Two to four times a day. Yes. The reason why you wanna be posting two to four times a day is because remember, think about branding. Why do people brand? The more you brand, the more people re will remember you, right? So imagine if they saw you four times a day. I know for sure that McDonald's is trying to get me to see them four times a day. Why? Because they want me to go to McDonald's, right? I, I hear McDonald's on my TV if I'm watching Netflix. I hear it if I'm uh, listening to Spotify. I see it on Facebook. I see it on LinkedIn. They are everywhere because they want me to eat at McDonald's. Why can't you, Denise, uh, a bookkeeper, do the same, right? Be on LinkedIn four times a day. So that way people will remember you. Now, it, remember, it has to fall within those two categories, either adding value or documenting your life, one of the two. And then start small. So it's okay if you start with posting one time a day, or even let, let's even take it back there. Let's say you're not even posting at all right now. Start with baby steps three times a week, two times a week. Get used to that for a few weeks and then ramp up three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, once a day, and then work your way up to two to four times a day. So you don't have to go in hard with two to four times a day. In fact, you're probably gonna get burnt out if you're, not, if you're going from zero right now. Take small baby steps. So that's social media. That's the first best way to build your brand. Let's move on to the second best way. Second best way is podcasts or webinar. Podcasts or webinar. So I'm just going to stick with webinar for now because Edwin talked a little bit about uh, podcasts and we're a little short on time here. So um, webinar is because you can uh, educate your prospects. You can build brand equity. So like how people feel about your company. And then you can potentially even get prospects, right? Like at, let's say you do a webinar and you educate people and they say, you know what, Denise, that's, that's great and all. You, do, uh, you taught me very great tax advice, but I don't want to do that, okay? I'd rather have you do it. Don't be surprised. There are people that are like that. They don't want to do it themselves. They don't have time for that. And so uh, they will hire you if you provided great information after learning about your class. So uh, the best part about webinars is it creates content. And so I'll talk a little bit about um, that later. Now, what do you do? Um, first of all, you want to make sure that you um, add value to your prospects. You answer questions during the webinar, common questions that people have related to your business and your services. Um, make sure you don't sell. Okay, some people use webinars as a selling mechanism. So they share, like, let's say, 45 minutes worth of information. And then the last 15 minutes, they try to sell people into a course or into a product or into a service that that turns people off you know like like you just got me here and just gave me a little bit just to sell me you know people will never return to your class again and so that's what, why one of my classes uh the how to market your company in 22 is so popular is because i don't sell you know if i sold people it will not be a popular class i'll tell you that much all right um how how do you uh, create a webinar so number one is create a name of the class that will attract your prospects. So it could be 
you know, a how-to. So my class is how to market your company in 2022. Um, you could be solving a problem that your prospects might have. So like, let's say, for example, bookkeeping, common tax mistakes people make, or, you know, five, uh, five ways you can reduce your taxes this year, you know, like common uh, challenges people face. So that's number one, create a title. Number two, go Google. Go on Google and type in common questions people have and write them down. So that way you can know the common questions people have. Like, for example, what are common questions people have around marketing? What are common tax questions? What are common accounting questions? What are common health questions? You know, people, are, people ask that stuff on Google. So if you type it on Google, you're going to see the top questions people have. And now you can prepare to answer them in your webinar. Um, number three is invite people. Okay, invite people to the class. Get more people there and be engaged um, and record it. And number four, this is the most powerful part. And this is ties into the first way that I shared with you earlier, right? The how to build your brand. The first way is social media. Second way is webinar, which I'm sharing right now. This recording, I can now edit it into smaller clips that I can then share on social media. So I am accomplishing two things at once. If I create a webinar, not only am I educating people and potentially getting prospects, I now have this recording that I can edit into smaller clips that I then post on social media. So I just done two things in one. I created a webinar and I just posted, I'm gonna be posting smaller clips on social media. So it's taking, it's leveraging your time. So number one, I went over social media for building brand. Number two is webinar. And it ties into social media, right? Because I have the recording, I can now edit into social media clips. Number three is SMS marketing. So text message marketing and email list marketing. So um, the reason why you want to also build out your text list and your email list is because you own that list. So what do I mean by you own that list? So if you post on social media and you build a following on social media, and let's say for whatever reason, social media goes out of business or they kick you off the platform, you just lost all your followers. You just disappeared in a second, right? If Facebook decides to kick you off their platform, you're done. You lost all your audience right there. Same thing if you're on Twitter or LinkedIn. And so having an email list or a text list means that you own it. You still have their information on them. You still have all their emails. You can still communicate with your audience, right? If Facebook kicked you off their platform. Guess what? All good. I have an email list. I can still email my audience. I can still text my audience. And so that's the reason why you want to be building your email list and your text list is because you own it. And people are also more likely to see your messages on text and email. Text message marketing has a 90% open rate, 90%. So if you, let's say you have 100 people in your text and you sent it out. 90% of them are going to open it within the first few minutes. That's fast. Versus email, if you sent out email, maybe 25% of people are going to open up your email. So not as efficient. So that's the reason why you want to still build your email list and, uh, and uh, text list. What do you have to do? Well, you have to have people subscribe to your email list and your text list. Have people text you, have people uh, email you. But, but guess what? Remember, I'm here to save you some time and being most efficient with your time. Webinar, 
So remember that webinar I shared with you earlier? On your webinar, you can have people register. And when they're registering, they put in what? Their email and their phone number. So that way you have their email and phone number and you're still building your text list and your phone number list, right? Your, your text list and your uh, email list. And so you can tie that into each other, the webinar strategy and the email and text strategy when people are registering for, uh, for the webinar. Um, those are the three best ways in terms of uh, building a brand for your business, building a powerful brand for your business. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and open it up, take any questions, comments, thoughts. Uh, Kathy, let's start with you. I know you had a question. Thank you so much. Uh, when you are creating, as in right now, recording, and then you go and separate this into snippets, when you title it, do you do part two of boot camp, or do you call it something brand new for each snippet? That's a great question. I would title it something different. So I would go based off the clip. What is the clip saying? What is the message of the clip? So let's say the message of the clip is, um, oh, here, here, here's a perfect one. So I went over three things, right? I just went over social media. I went over webinar and I went over a uh, text message. So I'm going to title those three clips differently. The first clip, I'm going to say how you can, you know, uh, the power of using social media marketing for your business. The other clip for webinar, instead of saying part two, I can then say a secret strategy that many people don't know about that you can use online, right? That might be the title and it's mm -hmm. webinar right the third snippet which is text message and email list it's like hey a very efficient way to communicate with your prospects that might be the title of the third one so you can change it up based off of the content of each clip the the key to that is to make sure it grabs people's attention you know gets people to click on your video and not just scroll past your video on social media thank you all right great, great question and everybody this by the way, this Q&A session, it's an opportunity for you to get really selfish and ask your question related directly to your business. You know, like think of this as, you know, what would a, an experienced marketer do for your business? And if I jumped into your shoes for like, you know, a day and just gave you all the advice and what exactly you would do for your business to market, this is the opportunity to ask it. Uh, any other questions I can answer? I have a question. Uh, is that Denise? Yes. Okay. Denise V. <laughs> Denise V, yes. The other Denise V. <laughs> All uh, right. We were having fun with that earlier. Um, v1, V2. You mentioned, you know, LinkedIn, and that's where I try to spend my time as a B2B, but I'm also trying to be a little bit more active on Alignable because they've really changed their platform. And I was just wondering, you being an expert in your field, as we know, what your thoughts are on Alignable for specifically for B2B and maybe for B2C too that are on this call. Yeah, um, I've heard uh, things, rumblings about Alignable. Um, in my experience so far, I haven't seen Alignable hit the sort of scale that LinkedIn has. You know, Alignable has, I believe, a few million, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a few million users compared to LinkedIn, who has over 200 million users, right? And so I go where the attention is. If a lot of people's attention is on LinkedIn. I'm going to be on LinkedIn versus Alignable. And so what I would do to compare Denise is to look at the metrics, look at the insights. So if you make a post on LinkedIn, LinkedIn will tell you how many people are viewed your posts. 
let's say that number is 1,000. 1,000 people viewed your post. Then I'm going to go into Alignable. I'm going to make the same post, and I'm going to look at how many people viewed it on Alignable. And if that number is 100, it's a clear decision which platform I'm going to be spending more time on, right? Okay. 100 versus 1,000, I'm going to go to the place where 1,000 people are seeing my post compared to 100. And so you got to think of it in that way. Which platforms will I get the most attention on for my business? Okay. Does that, does that answer your question? Yes, yes. Because we never really talk about Alignable too much. And I know that uh, they've really grown a lot and they're doing, actually, they're doing in-person. Do you, I don't know if you remember Sue Brooks that used to be on HMP. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. she works for Alignable. So she was in my town. She was in Stewart. Oh, so I got to meet her at a meetup and she did an Alignable presentation, had it to your profile and all those kinds of things. It was very informative. It was a lot of information, a lot of changes in Alignable. They want me to be an ambassador for them, you know, in my spare time, haha. Mm-hmm. you know, one more thing for me to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're talking about it. So I just thought it was it was something to bring up because they, they are making a lot of changes and, and I'm trying to decide where to spend my time because I'm really struggling because I mean, good business is good. I'm very grateful, but I have such limited time to do um, my networking and my posting now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I would just add to that one real quick. You know, uh, Denise, especially when you say you are struggling with time, you definitely want to do what Vaughn is saying. You want to invest your limited time in a social media that you will get the most results. And, right. and, and right now, yes, if you didn't have restricted time, if you didn't have limited time and you really have a lot of time to really spend, sure, you could help them get things going in Alignable. But if you are struggling with time, you want to focus on getting the most return of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one thing I'll add to that too is um, uh, 80-20 rule. So like, you know, you can focus 80% on the stuff that you know works, right? LinkedIn works. It's very powerful. You can spend the rest of the 20% on things that you're not really sure. And it's more of like, let's just see what happens, which is alignable. If you're really scrapped on time, like it sounds like you are, then maybe you allocate 90-10, right? 90% on LinkedIn, 10% on alignable. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, being efficient with your time and focusing on the areas that will give you the most impact is important. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, other Denise? Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Denise. <laughs> I, I was just um, wondering, so, you know, my thing, as we were discussing earlier, is that I want to start and grow my YouTube channel. But I know that um, in one of your classes, you had given me the suggestion of doing TikTok videos. So the videos that I really want to do are like videos that I'm not really showing my face. It's more like voiceovers and and relaxing videos or images. So would that still work um, for TikTok? And am I kind of competing? Because I don't know anything about TikTok, how to monetize it or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So do I focus my energy more where I kind of already know the rules of YouTube and then maybe later on think of TikTok? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the, the rules for TikTok monetization is different than YouTube, 
so YouTube is very clear, right? Like you make a video uh, after you get a certain amount of views, you know, you get advertising dollars versus TikTok. TikTok is more like, hey, I build a massive following and then brands will either reach out to me or I reach out to companies and say, hey, advertise with me. I will endorse your product and services, right? I have, you know, 10,000 followers, you know, and if I will uh, advertise your product or service for X amount of dollars. So the monetization works differently on the two platforms. So that's how the rules work, you know, for as far as TikTok goes. Now, in terms of what are you going to get more mileage out of, YouTube is a very mature platform. It has been around for a very long time. You know, I think at least, what, close to 20 years, over 20 years. So because it's so mature, it's, it's later in the game. You know, if you post a, a video, you're going to get less views than if you were one of the first few people that posted on YouTube when it first started, right? Or when it's early. Versus TikTok, TikTok's still new. You know, TikTok's very early in its maturity. And so if you make a TikTok video, you're going to get more views on that video than if you were to post the same video on YouTube. So that's something you have to analyze yourself, you know, but, you know, based off of where you're going to get the most mileage out of, you're going to get more people seeing your content if you're on TikTok. You know, that's a fact. You know, one video on TikTok could get you thousands of, uh, of views compared to if you posted the same video on YouTube, you might get a couple dozen views, you know, so that's one thing you want to think about. I see some people putting TikTok videos on YouTube. Is that something that you would recommend? Yeah. Yeah, you can certainly do that or you can do the opposite, right? You can create, since YouTube is a longer sort of video, you can have a longer video and then clip it out to fit TikTok. So having a, a long, like five minute video that you post on YouTube and then clip it into smaller clips on, on uh, TikTok. And Does that make sense? Absolutely. And when you mentioned, you know, breaking up a, a longer webinar or, or, or workshop or something like that, into smaller segments, wouldn't we be oversaturating our, our viewers or subscribers by, like if they were already there, aren't we kind of giving them still the same information? Yeah, so that's why you gotta mix it up. You know, you can't be posting the same thing all the time, you gotta mix things up. And so, you know, um, maybe you post something about your day one day. And then the next post you post about something that adds value, like a creativity tip. And then the next one you post, you know, something completely different. And so you got to mix it up and make sure that you're not posting the same thing that will annoy your audience, right? Um, one thing to think about too is the more you post, the more other people that are not inside your network will see it. And so you're building more audience that way. 